You are now listening to the Dream Loud Podcast. Join us as we explore the significance of following your dreams. We hope you'll enjoy the ride. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Dream Loud Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Benjamin Hall. Happy to bring you another episode. Today is episode 39, and I'm joined alongside my co-host, Dan Chifo. What's going on, everyone? Episode 39. We're uh, we're closing in here. It's, yeah, thir- closing, 39 of these. Yeah, closing in on, I feel like 50. Closing in on 40, apparently. <laughs> no. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> Let's not get ahead of ourselves. No, but, but I understand. No, I got you. Yeah. 50, I, I 52, you. 52 will be a big episode because the number's weird, but that yeah. will be the year mark. Yeah. I mean, it's it'd just be a nice benchmark, you know? I mean, to do it, uh, Ben's great enough and, you know, and our guests have been great enough to come on, you know, every week. And, and we uh, we got through a tour, too. We got through a month and a half tour. And, Dang, and, that was hard uh, to do. But yeah, but it was, it was, yeah, it was, um, so this has been so much fun, you know, for, for 39 episodes and, and uh, even more. And, and I think 52 would be cool. And I, I know we've talked a little bit, but I mean, I'd love to have, you know, maybe maybe have guests back or, you know, I don't know balloons and streamers or I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I would, I would love to. If you have any ideas, please feel feel free to pass it on for yeah, for fifty two. Yeah, yeah. But and uh, you know what? Yeah. I, I think too, as we as we think uh, are off the cuff here. Sure. Um, anybody listening to this episode, please comment on our Facebook page if you have any yeah. ideas for podcasts you'd like to hear us talk about something totally. specific. Throw them out. Any there. topics you have or yeah. anything like that? Yeah, feel free. I, I mean, this is this is your podcast, right? You know, this isn't this is the Dream Lab podcast. We're we're just the ones talking. This is yours. I mean, this you know. Yeah, and I th- and I think it's cool. I mean, the the most fun part for me is getting to talk to other people and yeah. hearing their stories and seeing how they how I can uh, grab what they learned from their life and apply it to my life. Oh yeah, no, totally. And so we're very much interested in talking to, getting talking feedback, to other people. Getting anything I mean, like that. really, like, I guess it's, I guess it's fun to talk about yourself when you have something cool happen to sure. you. But like, I'd rather probe somebody else's mind and yeah. see what's kind of going on there. Well, I think it's not just that, but I mean, we've had so many great guests, you know, over these thirty-nine weeks where. Um, and they've been awesome and they've told great stories and that's my favorite part of it all. And, and my goal in all of this, I just hope that, um, I just hope that everyone is, is taking something from it, you know, yeah. and, um, we've heard some really, really great stories and really great interactions in terms of people who have, um, you know, have, have, a, has affected their lives. We just, we just want to help, you know, I mean, I, yeah. I think that in general, um, you know, period point blank, I think that you know, your goal listening should be to take your talents and to, and to give them to other people, whatever it is. I mean, I just, I just believe that's, that should be your goal. Whoever's listening. Um, I try to do it. You know, there's times I could do better than others, but, um, you know, I think, you know, working at a newspaper, I, I feel that, um, you know, I just feel there's just any, you know, I mean, I'm not the greatest or anything, but at least there's a talent and just, you know, journalism in general. And, and, and I, and I want to give that back to other people by having our guests on and asking questions and spotlighting our guests. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's the, the first and first and foremost of all the goals is to have the, these guests on with great stories and to recognize like, Hey, this guest has a great story and a great message for everybody else. I mean, that's, yeah. yeah and, and the secret and cool thing about it is no matter who you are, if you don't give up, you have a, 
good story to tell. Yeah, totally. And, mm. and a story of overcoming. And, yeah. and we have, we've had so many stories of, um, people who have been in some pretty, pretty tough spots. I mean, I, I think of, of Fordyce offhand and, um, you know, Josh Doran was one and Mike Adamson and, right. and there've been so many of a them. Lot of, a lot of them revolve around either mental health or BC drug Steel abuse. was one. Yeah. Which is, it, I mean, Jimmy it's Fabrizio. amazing. Like yeah. in some ways you kind of, you kind of think about, um, we kind of think of those, those people or those struggles as being like the fringe of yeah. society. But then you, when we have on our guests that are successful, responsible adults, sure. And you see the same struggles in them. I think it's a more relatable issue than a lot of people want to admit. I think it gives hope. It definitely, you know, it, it, it definitely gives, gives hope, hope of that. Hey, somebody else is going through this, and and I guarantee whoever is listening, um, you know, you have a problem. I have a problem. Ben has probably. You know, we all have problems. You know, but I promise you that somebody else is going through that same problem. Yeah that you are going through right now, yeah. you, the listener, whatever issue you are going through, there is somebody else. And maybe Ben and I are going through the same thing too, that you are going through. And if we are, then reach out, uh, and yeah. we can help you or try and help her. Um, I mean, the major, yeah, the, really the measure of a man is not struggles he goes through, but whether he's willing to give up or not. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's really the only difference because so don't give up where, yeah, no, where, I mean, <laughs> you're kind of guaranteed problems in life. Sure. It just happens. It's going to happen. And right. yeah, I love, oh, remind me what episode that was. I know you're good at this off the top of your head, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see how we, yeah. <laughs> we had a guest on not too long ago that was talking about being a professional problem solver. Oh, um, um, boy, I can't remember. Uh, that was, oh boy. I don't know. Professional hopefully, problem solver. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully it'll come back to us, but I love what he said about, um, he realized in his business that when problems came up, they were an opportunity to make something better. Fred. It was. Fred Finley. Fred, Fred Finley. Thank you, uh, I can't remember which. Yeah. But that's, yeah, it was along those lines, like you said, and, and he used um, problems as almost a blessing to say yeah. that, hey, and I, and I think that that, I think that, you know, if you have something you're going through, maybe you're going through something with mental health or depression or uh, drugs or alcohol or, or anything or, or pills or anything like that. Um, I think that, you, you know, this is just my opinion, but like you should use that um, and say, hey, I'm going to get through this. And then there's going to be somebody else who has this issue. And then I'm going to tell them how I got through it. Right. You know, and I, and I think that's probably, you know, because I've had different issues, maybe not like, but like I've had different issues that have come up in my life. And I'm like, yeah, I've, I've been through that. You know, I can, yeah. I can help you with this, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and I think that anyone who's going through, you know, like I said, d- depression, drugs, alcohol, things like that. And, you know, and, and I, I guess Mike Addison would be a perfect example who um, went through, he told his story of addiction and, and addiction to drugs. And, and he is in our church and he has a group um, where he, he, you know, ministers to people, um, who are addicted to drugs and tries to deliver them from that. Yeah. Um, so like, think about that where, and, and if you go but back the and cool, listen, but yeah. the cool thing about him is that I feel like, you know, somebody that has a certain struggle, it's just the, just the tendency of struggles is that you feel like you're the only person yeah. that is dealing <clears throat> with this. And I don't want to reach out for help, you know? Yeah. Right. Nobody understands me. Sure. Nobody gets it. And the cool thing about Mike is that because of what he's gone through, you know, going into this meeting, this is a person that has the same thoughts and feelings 
and has gone to the same dark places that I find myself in. Yeah. And as much as that sucks that Mike had to go through that, totally. Yeah. It's amazing that he gets to help other people. So that's just, uh, you know, like, the, like the Bible talks about, you know, God can turn anything for good. I think that's a practical example of that. Like totally. even the worst things that can happen to you as an individual can be turned around into good or a message or yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think, um, you know, I want to share something that, that was shared with us. Um, and I won't give out anything, but, but I, I always, I mean, I mean, don't have to, but sometimes things are, are relayed to us and, and it's very much appreciated. Um, just because we want to help our goal in this podcast is to help. There's Mm -hmm. really nothing, you know, we're, we're here, we're talking, you know, we want to help. And, and I thought it was really cool that, um, you know, Mike got a message from somebody. Um, he said, Ex- you know, excuse me, please don't think I'm weird for saying this. And, and I thought it was really cool that this person reached out. Um, cause it takes a lot Did to they reach, reach out, out. On Facebook. Uh, they reached out to Mike. I, I believe it, uh, might've been Instagram, but, okay. but regardless, yeah. Through social media. Yeah. Through, I, was, I was curious. Where yeah. I reached out heard. through social media, but, um, you know, I thought it was really cool just to reach out in general. Yeah. Um, cause that takes a lot to, because what are you thinking whenever, oh, well, what are they going to, they're, they're going to hate me or whatever. You, yeah. I mean, just all those things that go through your mind when, um, you know, believe me, if you reach out to me, I won't, you can reach out to, to myself or Ben or anyone, you know, like, yeah, reach out. We'll, we'll be glad to help. And I, and this starts out to, to Mike. It says, excuse, excuse me, please don't think I'm weird for saying this. I think I heard you on someone's podcast. Uh, and I heard your story. This person heard Mike's story, um, and how you got to witness, um, how you got, how you got witness to, and it truly moved me. Um, I don't know why I felt this way and why I cried uncontrollably, but I guess it's because I've been hurt. Uh, and hurt myself so much in the past that I could relate completely to your story, how the Lord redeemed me and called me righteous as well. Um, I know what it felt like. So this person knows what it felt, how the feelings that Mike had uh, at some point in their life and how um, they thought they had to be perfect uh, and perfect for the Lord to love me. So, so they thanked Mike for that. Um, and I just, first off, thank you for that. Uh, if they are listening again, thank, and thank you for Mike too, for reaching out to us. Um, but I just thought that was, that was really cool to, um, and, and to reach out. And, and I think that, um, you know, obviously this person's in a better place, but if they aren't in a good place to reach out for help yeah. for somebody who, you know, um, yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. the, I, I think that's honestly the best thing you can do yeah. is reach out and be around other people that care about you because yeah. even at your very lowest, if you can be around I can think very specifically of people whenever I was in college and I didn't feel like I had any friends. Sure. And this one person, Adam Esbenshade, if you're listening, <laughs> you probably aren't, but... You might be. Uh, he... I guess we'll find out. He had a, air quote, sure. uh, Bible study that yeah, met yeah. in the college library on Wednesday nights and, or maybe it was Thursday, but anyways... Wednesday or Thursday. Right. But the reason I bring that up is not because it was a Bible study or anything like sure. that. But if I wasn't there, he would always call me before we started and say, yeah. hey, Ben, where are you? Just wanted to say that we missed you. And that meant the world of a difference because sometimes I felt like I don't have any friends. Nobody cares that I'm not there. Yeah. But he, he proved me wrong. And so I would say... 
by reaching out and trying to find trying to find people or surrounding yourself with people that love and care about you. Sure. You're putting yourself you're even if you don't feel like it, you're definitely putting yourself in a situation that's going to lead to more successful scenarios in your life. I think for sure. There there's so many you know, they're feel like they're at their end of the rope. Um if you feel like if you feel like you don't you know nobody cares about you that you know don't have any friends and things like that i promise you somebody does like yeah. guaranteed it's yeah. guaranteed that you do and and if you don't you know if that's not the case i do i will come out and say it that <laughs> i you know i might not even know you but i do send a message you know send send a message like i guarantee it um there's just so much and and i know just you know it, it's it's just I don't know. It's just, it's just sad whenever, um, you know, I think that it, it just passes that onto somebody else where, um, you know, if that would happen, if, if something would happen or, um, you know, you, there are, there are people that, you know, you are loved, you are valued and people do care about you. I, I guarantee it. Um, yeah. if not put a post on social media and people will respond. Yeah. I've seen it firsthand. Yeah. I've seen it firsthand and people, um, you know, coming to the, you know, rushing to the fence, say, Hey, you know, I, I care, reach out, have a number. You know, I, I think that, um, you know, suicide's not cool. It's not cool. It's not glamorous. It's dumb. It re- you know, it's just not cool. And not only that, but it leaves, it leaves, some, you know, say, I, you know, say, I, you know, if, if I care about someone, let's say it's, it's, a, it's a friend of mine, like I, a, it, a, there's a feeling of guilt that comes over me. You know, if, if it's, it's, for example, there there would be a feeling of guilt that would come over me or your friend or family who, you know, like, how can I help? How could I have helped? How could I have prevented this? Man, I just talked to that person yesterday. I just talked to him Tuesday. I talked to him a month ago. I was thinking about calling them, but I didn't. And there's that feeling of guilt that's instantly passed on to um, whoever it is. Yeah. Um, you know, if, if, if that makes sense, I mean, that's there. And, and not only that, but I mean, you know, if it were me, um, I would find a way to, to live out your legacy. I, w- I would, and I've, and I've done that in certain situations myself personally, um, you know, playing hockey with numbers and, and things like that and letters and initials. I've, I've done that, you know, um, and it's, it's terrible, uh, that I, you know, I mean, it's, it's, I feel, I feel good about honoring the person, you know, but, um, I don't want to have to do it if that makes sense, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's not cool. It's not glamorous. You see Chris Cornell, Chester Bennington, Kate Spade, uh, the guy from CNN, whose name is just just recently. Right. Yeah. yeah, You know, it's not cool. It's not glamorous and, and people care about, you know, those people made such an impact, you know, Chester Bennington and, and Chris Cornell and, uh, Kate Spade and all, they, they made such an impact. And I, and I, it's so hard to see how they didn't see the impact that they made, but they were loved and, yeah. you know, and, and not just by friends and family, but like a gazillion, you know, all their fans. Right. Um, and the impact that they did make on the world. And it's just a sad situation. It's not glamorous. It's not, you know, Oh no, maybe I can, maybe they'll know about me if I do that. That's not the case. Right. It's not, you know? Yeah. And, and I think too, I I think it's worth mentioning that not in all situations, but sometimes 
if you get to those places in your mind and have those type of thoughts, you're not, you're not in your right mind. Sure. Very much so like chemical imbalances, even diet. Yeah. Or hormones can af- affect the way that you're thinking. And it's crazy how <coughs> our physiology just can affect your thinking. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I, uh, echo those same things that Dan said and just say before doing anything rash, you know, reach out for help. Uh, and yeah, that's what the, that's what this podcast is all about. You know, just helping people to get that little extra boost of self-confidence to to do that type of thing. I mean, that's that's honestly, it's honestly the same thing that we're doing and the same thing that, you know, whenever I first came to Dan to start this thing, um, it's, it was interesting because I don't think I, I mean, we definitely didn't have like an idea of what it would be no. whenever we started. <laughs> we didn't have an idea. No, uh, it's pretty it, accurate. But it's cool. <laughs> it's cool what it turned into. I just knew that I felt encouraged whenever I listened to other people talk about their stories and sure. how they, how they got from point A to point B Yeah, and just to hear all those details. And so we started with ourselves just talking about those type of things and then having guests on and yeah, and it's been amazing. So that's been a really long intro, but thank you all. Uh, I think to summarize, you know, thank you all for listening and for supporting us for this amount of time. It's been really cool. And we hope to be going for at least twice as long as we've been going so far. However long. Yeah. I I just like, it's just to give back, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think I maybe even to go back to, um, you know, to what Mike Bowen talked about, and I can't remember the episode number, but look it up, you know, Mike Bowen and, and his great story to another one with a great story. Um, maybe you're in a bad space. Maybe you're in a bad situation. Um, maybe it's a, a repeating one where you just don't feel, man, I'll never get out of this. I'm, ti- I'm tired of putting on a face and feeling like uh, everything's okay or feeling like everything's happy. Um, you know, maybe try and find a way to change your circumstances. That's what he had to do, Yeah. you know, and it's easier said than done. And sometimes that light at the end of the tunnel is very, very far away. Yeah. But, um, I heard someone say once, uh, like the best time to start a business is in a recession. Yeah. And that sounds crazy. Sure. Yeah. Right. But the reasoning was, is because that's when you have nothing to lose. Yeah. And so with that being said, I think exactly what Bowen was saying is true Yeah. of like, sometimes it takes having your back up against the wall to force you into motion to do what you've always wanted to do. And he, and yeah, sure. And, and, um, he was at a job that he hated when, and, and I would get these phone calls and, and talk to him and, and he would vent and, and, uh, he was the best man at my wedding, you know, for anyone, but I've known him since kindergarten. Um, so I would gladly take those calls and we just had great times and, and, you know, he vented and, uh, he just hated the job. He hated, you know, he would leave Friday and dread about Monday. I mean, that yeah. was just how bad it was. Um, and uh, he ended up, fin- you know, and he went back to school uh, with two kids and a mortgage and a house and, and, and still working the job that he hated. Um, and he ended up finishing it and, uh, and, and getting his teaching degree and, um, you know, teaching at a high level 
yeah. high level school was alma mater and um you know still yeah i mean he's he's living his dream um but it it didn't come through hard work and it didn't come through struggle in between you can listen back to that episode uh there was a lot of struggle in there and uh he wanted to take a detour in the middle of it and go into nursing and go into car dealership yeah. and be a, you know so he 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 had moments of like you know, mo- moments in the middle of it, but, uh, it eventually got him to a dream, his dream. So think about your dream. Think about a way to get out of it, whatever situation yeah. you're in. Um, you know, the, the situation that might lead we've you talked, to We've talked yeah. about, we've had, um, I, I keep wanting to say Fred Finley talked about this as well, but we've, we've had guests on in the past talk about the mental battle of just trying to pursue things. Sure. And Fred's done that. Yeah, Fred. Yeah. He's he's really great for that. And, and I think he's right. Uh, the thing, the thing I noticed most, at least from the very successful people that I've been around yeah, in comparison to the, you and me, (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm trying to think of like, not a negative way of saying this because everybody's in comparison to others in comparison to people who haven't taken the first step yet. Yeah, there you go. I'll I'll put it that way. Yeah, that's a good one. I think that the biggest difference is that the people who have been uber successful, they just don't put a limit on what they're capable of. They don't, they don't think about what if this doesn't work? They just start doing because they love it. And not only that, but like, it's okay to fail. It's totally okay to fail. And that's, yeah. And that's honestly part of life. Uh, but I think as as soon as you start going down the path of thinking about what if this doesn't work, sure. what if this, what if that, you're just putting you're putting roadblocks in your way that maybe aren't even real. Right. You're you're putting obstacles, virtual obstacles, in front of yourself. And I'm not preaching at people because I've done the same thing and continue to do yeah, the I've same thing. Yeah, done the same thing too. Yeah. But I think it's important to remember that those things are complete. There's a lot of things out of your control Yeah. when you're pursuing your dreams, but those things are definitely, the mental part of it is entirely within your control. Well, you, you go through it and, and you think, well, what if this happens and what if that happens and what, cause I've, I've certainly done the same thing. I've, um, I did the same thing last week or the week before. I mean, I, I've totally done it. And like you said, you, you've done it, but well, what if this happens? What if that happens or what if this, yeah. well, the bottom line and, and what I tell myself is like, it didn't happen yet. Right. Whatever you're thinking, like whatever you're thinking might happen or could have, like you cross that bridge when you come to it, but whatever mm. this like, you know, could it happen? Yeah, sure. Like you might be faced with this situation that you are worrying about, but there's no use in putting effort into worrying about it because the situation hasn't come up mm-hmm. um, when it comes up. Yeah, you might want to take a think of you know, might want to think about it and, and find a way to sort things out and find peace about it. But the situation hasn't happened yet. Keep thinking about it. Keep you know, keep that option on the table and and yeah, that's definitely happened to me though. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, like like we said, Fred Finley, he was uh, fine line weddings. Um, that was um, I can't remember the episode number on that one either. But um, that was it another was in great the 30s one for sure. Yeah, that was. Uh, that- that one wound up being one of my favorites that we've ever done. Right. And I was, yeah, wasn't necessarily expecting that, but Fred's a very cool, interesting guy. Yeah. I'd yeah. Just, love to have um, him back on again. you know, and, and we, and, uh, it was funny. He is one of the most successful, uh, wedding photographers in Pittsburgh. 
uh, if not the most successful, he's been voted number one uh, by the by the Tribune Review readership, you know, uh, and won that. Um, but he didn't, you know, he came on and, and he said, okay, well, we'll talk about the business. But like, he didn't necessarily want to talk about the business. He wanted to talk about helping other people. Um, and it was so yeah. cool of him to, to come on and, and kind of say that and, and to be so selfless in that sense where, um, yeah, like I, I, I'll come on and listen to this and, and talk about helping others, which was, it was really cool for him. Like, I really don't want to talk. I talk about my business, talking about like number one, but I really don't want to talk about my business. I want to talk about helping others and finding different ways. And he talks about getting over his fear of flying and taking a trip, living out his dream and taking a trip to Ireland. Yeah. And it was, it was really cool. Yeah. I'll, I'll just echo what Dan said if you guys have not listened to his episode, you need to because yeah, a little I, long, but it's good. On a weekly basis, I think back to some of the things that he said in that episode because yeah. I think there was such good advice. Yeah. Uh, one of which was set one big goal instead of multiple goals for a year. That one I keep going back to because yeah. I think that was such a gr- a great piece of advice. And I won't elaborate on that. Go listen to the episode. It's worth your time. Like you said, you. I mean, set you know, if you're a business owner, if not like set one big goal, you know, set and, and go after it. Um, like say, you know, say we say, you know, we want to have some big rock person on that, you know, like it might not happen this year, but like, who's to say it's not going to happen. Speak it into existence, you know, yeah. go out and, and say, um, you okay. We're going to have Matthew Bellamy and Muse on the podcast. You know, like, do we have any, con- no, we don't have any connections, but like, Who's to say that at some point, like, yeah, we're on episode 39, but who's to say at some point in the future, episode something, 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 Mm -hmm. it'd probably be in the triple digits, Uh, but maybe not, but who's to say that at some point in the future, we can't have Matthew Bellamy on here. I don't know. You know, Matthew Bellamy, the lead singer of Muse, who, who, for anyone who might not know that, uh, and I hope you like Muse if you don't, we we are wrong. Yeah, you're wrong. (laughs) Your your opinion's wrong. but yeah, like who's to say that like, oh, Matthew Bellamy, you'll never do that. Why not? Right. Why won't, you know, I'm sure the people said the same thing about people from Amazon or Google or, you know, like now those companies are, you know, Microsoft or Apple, yeah. like those companies run the world now. Yeah. Kidding me? You yeah. know, like, yeah. Who's to say that you can't do anything? Go out and say it, go out and do it. Yeah. You know? I agree. I think that, I think in relating that to people that you yourself around because we kind of were talking about that earlier with with struggles i think it definitely does matter who you surround yourself with but um you're more likely to succeed i think if you surround yourself with successful people and people that believe in you as opposed to you can't drag you down right or you know even even people that haven't part part of that is people that are farther along in I was listening to a podcast this past week that was talking about this very thing where sure. they were saying uh, it, it's human nature and natural tendency to want to surround yourself only with your peers. Yeah. People who you're in college you go to college with only surround yourself with other college people. There's nothing wrong with that. I guess from a life success perspective though, the only problem with that is that you don't have experience from people that have gone through sure. other things that are older right. and wiser and, and maybe had some more time for success. Not, not to say that your peers couldn't have been more successful right? Uh, in a shorter amount of time, but someone has more experience. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes those, 
relationships can be a little bit they take a little bit more effort to start because yeah. you're you're talking to somebody from a different generation. Maybe sure. you don't have anything in common necessarily with them. You have to really dig a little bit deeper to find those things. But it's it's worth the effort. I know for me, and at least in the journalism field, like um, I always try and you know, and, and I think it's it's that passion to to discover new things and discover things you're passionate about. I'm passionate about journalism and writing and and. You know, I, I, I just, I just lean on a lot of people who are, who are, who are just better than me and better writers than me and who have been there. And, um, I think it's very, very smart and, and a very, very wise thing, um, to lean on people who, who have been there, who are better than you, who might be better writers. Um, you know, just to like, yeah, you might have written for your school newspaper. You, maybe, maybe you write for a daily part time in college. I did that in college, but like, there's always someone that, you know, always things that you can learn from other people. Yeah, um, I think that's that's huge about yeah. it. And, and and I mean, I think that, that might even be, you know, the secret just to to never stop learning. Um, that's because, definitely a big part. Yeah, if if you never stop learning, learner. you're you're always improving. Um, I always, for me, I, I always kind of seek perfection. Um, I know I'm not going to hit it, you know, yeah. and I know it's an unrealistic goal, but if I seek perfection, yeah. um, I know I'm always giving my best yeah. at least. And I know I'm always like, there's not, you know, and, and some days you don't have it. Yeah. It happens. Um, but I know if I always go in with that goal of perfection, I know I'm giving, I'm giving everything I have, literally giving everything I have to try and hit it. Um, and more often than not, you're going to be above the line. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned something that I think is worthwhile detouring into. Oh, okay, cool. Um, what I say? <laughs> <laughs> well, if you okay, so listeners, if you haven't realized yet, we've already been talking for a half an hour, but oh, yeah. we're kind of flying off the cuff here. Yeah, doing it bit. again, doing it again, doing it again. Uh, we did the last was... episode, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah, and one of my favorite episodes. So I figured that we would do it again. Um, why not? Right? Why not? I know that was a long intro. Sorry for that, but. Dan, you mentioned about uh, being a life learner. Yeah. And we, we both talked about this. Sure. Uh, specifically talking about the music industry, kind of my field. Yeah. Um, I think it goes for players as well as uh, studio guys. Like, I'm both. Yeah. Uh, if you're not a life learner, you're going to be left behind in the dust. It's just inevitable. and Continual improvement. You have your to. Craft. You you have to because I think, especially in the creative fields, this happens a lot. But uh, the best of us, and it's never the same people from year to year. It's always a jostling position of like this person's the top this year. Yeah, yeah. It's so hard to maintain that level. I don't even think it's possible because it's this whole like, it's this ebb and flow. It's this. Uh, it's almost like a wave pushing forward. Sure. Like the wave's constantly changing as it moves. And so what you'll see happen is the one thing that I've, uh, the one thing that I've noticed from being a studio guy is, uh, or at least that I've tried to take some note of, if you listen to hard rock, or I guess even rock albums, yeah, we'll go with that. as they've progressed over the last decade or so, I'm noticing a lot more influence from pop yeah, and hip hop and electronic. Uh, 
and it can be certain things like they're using electronic dance kits to help reinforce the real drum sets that mm-hmm. are being performed. Yeah, yeah. That's totally a new thing. Like, because the old school way is a rock band comes in. Sure. I'm just going to record the rock band. And I think the same thing can be said, although like I'm a rock guy, so it's hard for me to speak about this, but I think the same thing can be said for the electronic side of things Mm -hmm. where I think the electronic side of music is being influenced by rock and, and vice versa. So what you, what winds up happening is these people develop new techniques or somebody thinks like, Oh, if I put like an EDM kick drum on a real drum set, all of a sudden it sounds like super cool and subby. Right. Right. I didn't have that before. That's totally a new technique. That's something that didn't, didn't exist before that somebody invented sure and if you're stuck in the way of like this is how it has to be this is the way it has to be this is the way that we set it up and do it all of a sudden your sound is irrelevant we'd still be recording on tape still be recording on tape it's irrelevant yeah. it's i mean i kind of even run into that now and i don't think that i'm even like that super new new fashioned but uh like I don't, I don't have any analog gear. I don't have any hardware units. Everything that I use, except for like all digital, yeah, yeah except for right. my interface. Like all of the gear that I use is yeah. digital emulations of the real thing, and I use that because of the necessity of I don't, I don't have a lot of money right now to sure. invest in that type of thing. But that, I'm not going to use that as an excuse to keep from doing what I love to do. Sure, and so. I'm just trying to figure out ways of first I'm looking to the people that are the head of my industry and I'm like, are they doing anything yeah, right. that I can learn from? And how can I take what I already have at my disposal at my disposal and make it sound just as good as what's going on out there? And so to do that on a high level requires me to constantly be learning. Yeah. And so even on my drive probably on my drive back home, I'll put on a podcast yeah. where I listen to somebody who's at the top of the industry or an up and comer talk about how they, how they go about getting their sound, how they go about getting their tone. And sure. I talked about from the studio side, but you know, you could also talk from the musician side of like the, the tones have changed so much. The gear is changing so much and just the taste of like, I mean, it's even a matter of like just listening to like what's in taste and like you can decide not to like that, but I think that you can't ignore that. Well, not only that, but I mean, how, how about even the crafts and, and I'll use, I'll use myself as an example. Um, for years, uh, I'm a drummer personally, uh, for years I fought with guitar. I've just, I've just fought and fought and, and, um, it's just been very difficult for me. Uh, drums come naturally to me. Um, I've played drums since I was a kid, since I was in seventh grade. Um, you know, but I've just always fought with guitar. Yeah. I've tried and I've get, and um, we had Frank Aldea on, that was another prior episode and uh, he's our pastor at our church and uh, they, have, they have groups that meet um, once a week yeah. and he started a guitar group um, yeah. just for anyone in the church who wants to come along and, and meet with a guitar group. And you know, I thought about it and, and I could have easily been like, you know, taking, taking a, no, nah, I'm not going to do it. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to give this an honest try again. 
Uh, I'm in the middle of this. We'll see if yeah. you know, we'll listen back and see if I if this works or not. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but I figured I'd at least give it an honest try. So we go and 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 we had a great um, lesson. You know, or I don't want to call it a lesson, but just like a great uh, experience. But I think that in addition to that, um, it requires more. You know, I mean, especially since I'm very very new and and even learning it. Um, for me, it's the thing that always gets me is that left hand. Um, it's easy to change, you know, in eighth notes with sticks. Cause all I'm doing is hitting eighth notes. Right. But it's hard for me to switch from like an A to a D playing right. eighth notes. You know, I mean, that's just, that's always been the struggle for me at guitar. Mm-hmm. So what do I do? You read, you go to people who are better than you. Yeah. Um, and you go to people, you go to people who can teach you that kind of thing. And, and not only that, but I mean, if I want to, um, there are things that I'd like to, you know, become more proficient in, in drumming. So what do I do? I go find, you know, you listen to a podcast, you find a, a YouTube video. Um, I just think like, that's what, just that have a, have a thirst and a hunger and, and a, you know, just a, a thirst for knowledge. Yeah. Um, don't, don't settle for being on a plateau. Oh, well, I'm good enough. No, you're not. You're, I promise you, you're not good enough. Yeah. Find a way to get better. You yeah. know, like you might have a comfort, you might be at a comfort level, but find a way to get better. Yeah. Um, there's always a way. Yeah. Uh, especially for the freelance fields, I would say that <clears throat> the moment that you think that you've arrived is the moment that you start, you're going to start declining and you're going to start backtracking. Well, maybe you have pushing. Yeah. Maybe you have arrived. Yeah. What happens when the industry changes? Well, that's true. It it changes all the time. Okay. You arrived, you're number one and then the industry changes and then, and then it leaves you in the dust. Yeah. I think that that's definitely just purely simple. The simplest explanation for that is just technology technological changes. Technology is advancing so quickly that it makes old techniques like obsolete. Well, like, look at it this way, like Sound City, the famous, the, the famous, um, where so many incredible albums were recorded. Nirvana's never mind. The Sound City, maybe, it's, maybe it was in, in LA. City. No, no, the one in um, oh, Seattle, Sound okay. City. Probably Sound City um, then, yeah. It, it wasn't, you know, it closed because it was, it was real to real. And, and um, I'm almost positive that Dave Grohl bought the board from that, but that's neither here yeah. nor there. But I, my point is that, you have this this place that was such an iconic, you know, so many incredible albums were were recorded there, and it couldn't sustain itself because of the technology, like you said. Right. And yeah, unfortunately, that's just purely like a money thing at that point. And like, the, the, I mean, the same thing could very easily happen to me, though. Sure. Like, I'm investing in in. The specific way I know how to do things, yeah, but right. I, I need to at the same time be aware of, you know, what I'm doing. Are at, you doing the right thing? Right. Yeah. At, at one point, what people are doing in in million dollar studios mm-hmm. in these huge facilities, I'm I'm doing on a laptop computer. Yeah. That one day could potentially be done on a cell phone. Yeah. Who knows? It sounds crazy, but. I mean, that's not out of the realm of possibility. So you didn't think you'd have internet on your cell phone, did you? Yeah. Yeah. It's well, now we can. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah. I, I just think it's, it's important to constantly be what's a laptop, you know, learning and opening yourself to new things, like even new styles. Like I, I just had a, uh, an artist come into my studio last weekend and she's 20 years old. So her musical taste are 
much different sure. or, or what she's exposed to is a lot different than what I was. Sure. Like she sent me a bunch of artist references, a bunch of whom I have never heard of before. But, uh, after taking a list of two of them, I'm like, these are really cool. I'm adding yeah, them yeah. to my playlist. Why uh, not? Right. Yeah. And so I think it's just a lesson of like, it's only natural. It's only human nature to get into a groove of like, this is what I like. I'm going to stick with it. Sure. But, and what happens? Say, say she sends you those, those lists or what you're into. Like what happens if you're closed minded and what <laughs> happens if you, you know, then you lose, you know, you, you possibly lose her business or, or, yeah. or like you said, the, the industry passes you up and yeah. everybody is into that. You know I mean? What, what if you're closed minded and you I'll say, even, Oh, well I won't, you know, yeah. you close, you close your door on your, on your I'll, own foot. I'll, I'll even take a step back because now that, you know, I'm thinking, we're both thinking off the cuff here. We sure so are. So bear with us. Uh, but please bear with us. <laughs> it de- it definitely starts before, like, even being open. Well, so we talked specifically about this client that came into my studio. And if I had been open to the, the musical references yeah, yeah. she gave me or not. But it definitely even starts before then. What if you scoff at it? Right. You know, I mean, oh, well, I don't like that group or whoever, um, you know. But definitely, like, it begins way before that because there, there's definitely an importance to uh, opening yourself and being, and exposing yourself to, like, what's popular. What what are people getting into? Like, what is, what is at the forefront of your field? Yeah. It's important to take time to listen to that stuff or... Or in the be fluid, or, res- or or research it, or understand, or I won't say understand it, but at least to be around it and to consume it, to whatever a- medium to be it able is. to change with the times. If it you yeah. want to come to be fluid, because I think yeah. I think that I'm thinking specifically in the music field mm-hmm. uh, from a songwriting, producing, and and mixing standpoint, but. I think it can apply to any creative field where you're consuming media, like yeah. a, a, a me- medium of some type. But if now, thankfully for this client I worked with, Alyssa, um, I had already been listening to a bunch of music, like in the same genre and yeah, yeah. vein. So as soon as she sent it to me, even though I hadn't heard of these artists before, I was familiar with the style. Yeah. Yeah. I instantly got it. Now let's say that like, I was only stuck in like, I only listened to industrial metal. Yeah, from yeah. 2000s. <laughs> yeah, right. Static X Fear is my Factory favorite. And, Fear Factory yeah. and Static X are my favorite bands, and <laughs> I won't listen to anything newer than that. Well, what happens when you get tossed like a chill step song or yeah. uh, something that's more uh, Lana Del Rey? Yeah, very sure. Ambient or Florence Amanda saw her live. Oh, did she really? Yeah interested to hear about that i've heard a lot of great things uh i think it was her uh, florence and the machine something very sure. ambient like that's a unique modern style yeah if that's no, the right. fir- if that's the first time you're hearing it how are you going to know how to handle that right how are you going to know how to deliver to the client what they need and then what if you're closed mind and you say oh this isn't any good well, that, exactly. You're you know much what I'm more saying? Li- like, yeah. You're much more likely to do that if it's your first time hearing it. Yeah. Because it, cause it takes time to, it takes time for your mind to absorb and understand like what's happening Like there. it might not be, but don't close your mind off to it. 
mm-hmm. don't close your mind off to a different way of thinking. Yeah. In that sense, you know, don't be so close minded that, um, you spite yourself. Yeah. And, and, you know, and, and not only that, but like maybe you gain a good opportunity to, to learn from it. Yeah. And, and, you know, do learning and learn from what's at the forefront of the industry. And yeah, I mean, you, you know, you just, you just get a whole, it, it's just, a, there's so much that's open from it. Um, that maybe it turns out to be the best move you make instead of scoffing mm-hmm. at it. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree, man. And and that's the importance of being a life learner, I think. And, yeah. And finding a, finding a place in your life for learning. I, I think, yeah. On a continual basis. Not just that, but like finding what your passion is and then learning everything you can about it. Yeah. Like finding you know, whatever your passion is, whatever it is, um, and, and learning, you know, I mean, not to, but yeah, I mean, learning and, and discovering what that passion is and then immersing yourself in everything mm-hmm. of it. Um, you know, whether it be a band or whether, you know, I mean, I've done that before, you know, I've done, and, and I don't know, it's just, just being passionate about it, you know, just, yeah, I guess just immersing yourself in, in all of it and learning and like you said, just being a life learner, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so what else do we want to talk about today, Dan? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, boy, if we... Uh, well, you had you had mentioned that you wanted to dive into a little bit of um, what I did in my studio this past weekend. That's right. Yeah, well, whenever you did work with, with Alyssa, I think, I think the thing, um, you know, we were talking beforehand and um, I just, you know, I, I think <clears throat> we were talking before, before she even came in and... Um, you know, you were doing great prep work and, and preparing for her and, and how super talented she is. And, um, you know, we saw her, her music video and, uh, oh, yeah. and, and the single that she released and, um, she won an iHeartMedia contest. So, um, so there's a lot, you know, for, for you as, um, you know, the producer and, and just that sort of thing to, um, you know, to really, I don't want to say like pressure, but like at the same time, there is pressure to make it sound good and to make it, yeah. um, sure. You know, and, and that's, and pressure is a good thing sometimes with that. I, I guess that's the biggest thing is just that, um, you know, don't be afraid of that pressure. Um, you know, and it's not so much like, yeah, like there's nerves, but it's not nerves as in like, you're obviously ready. You obviously know what you're doing. You're good at what you're doing. Um, and you know that, but the, the pressures that you want to make it sound good, which is fine. Hmm. But, um, I think that's a good thing. And I think, I think pressure in that case is good. Um, I've done it before and, and I told you about this too. Like, um, you know, I can think of one instance when, um, I was covering game one of the Stanley cup final for the associated press. My first, my first story, it was, it was, um, San, but the San Jose and Nashville series too, with the penguins. Hmm. Um, you know, I had this moment where I was like, this is the only hockey game going on tonight. There's no other game. You know, it's not, it's not, this, you know, this is the biggest game. This is the Stanley Cup final. Yeah. Um, this is the only two teams left. Um, this is the, the biggest series in town. Um, and I had that moment of like, kind of like, you know, pressure that was on it. And then I kind of, I kind of had the moment, you know, where the re- record stops, like, you know, and just kind of stopped and, and pumped the brakes and, and said, hold on, you know, like, I wouldn't, and that's the same with you. Like I wouldn't be given this opportunity if I wasn't prepared for it and wasn't ready for it. Um, and you, cl- you know, clearly are and went in and crushed it. You know, last weekend. Um, yeah. You know, both you guys and and I think, 
you know, same can be said. And, and that really kind of calmed me down for, for what I was doing. And it, and it was, it was early, but the, yeah, I mean, it was just, it was a natural, like, oh man, like it was like probably the biggest assignment I had at that point, yeah. you know, to cover the, the Stanley Cup final for the Associated Press game one uh, and a sidebar. And there were so many good eyes that were going to be on it. And then I thought about it and I was like, well, I've been doing this all year, you know, like I'm, I'm qualified for it. Yeah. Um, you know, I've been doing it all year. I'm able to do it. I've done it. I've done games and, you know, it's just another game. I'm, you know, like, I'm. it's not that I'm, unqual- you know, I'm able to do it. I've been doing it. So, um, like I said, pressure is a good thing and it's good to want to be perfect. It's good to want to get it right. Uh, but don't psych yourself out so much that you don't, that you almost talk yourself out of it yeah. and don't think that you are qualified for it because you are. And that, <clears throat> that's the same thing I see in Ben. I mean, ben, you know, you're so talented and such a talented producer um, and so good at what you do. Um, not only a base, I mean, you're, you know, professional bassist and have your own pick and, uh, you're sponsored by Ernie Ball and, um, all of this, you know, great stuff, but, um, you are very, very accomplished. You know, even though the studio is, is newer, you know, we're coming up on year two. Um, you're still very accomplished and, um, you know, the nail the mix podcast, you were number two, two times. Yeah. And the nail, if for anyone who doesn't know, uh, Ben gets a song sent to him and it's judged by, um, judge, you know, judged by, uh, people in the industry and, uh, he competes against hundreds of people. Uh, he finished second two times, you know, into, so again, I guess going back to my point is you were very, very qualified for it. Um, and not only are you very qualified, but you're a continuer, continuous, um, you know, thirst for knowledge. Um, and, and I know I'm talking about Ben, but like substitute your name in there, you listening and, and substitute your name into whatever passion you have. Cause Ben's passion is, is recording and, and, uh, learning more about recording and, and all of the, and listening to podcasts and things like that. But you can do the same thing with your passion, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and do that and, and realize that when you get to that point where you're like, Oh man, I don't know if I can do this. And the assignment might seem too large or the mountain might seem too big. It isn't because you're already qualified for it. Well said, Dan. <laughs> yeah, that's all. Yeah, that's yeah, all I got. that's good. Uh, yeah. So, what do you want to talk about? Uh, no, well, <laughs> just a couple thoughts about this past sure, weekend. Sure. Yeah, um, yeah. I th- I think that consistency definitely. Yeah, plays yeah, a big. It plays a big role in boosting your confidence. Well, confidence to, is a big thing too. Yeah, to to feel like well, it definitely helped my confidence with feeling like all right, even if I feel like I don't know what I'm doing, I've been consistent enough sure. to know that like, I just go into the studio and I get stuff done. Right. And you know, you even said with your, uh, past experiences mm-hmm. of covering the Stanley cup final, you're really pulling on your past experience of, yeah. I've, been do- I've been doing this all year. It doesn't matter that the stakes have changed. You almost have to settle yourself down. Right. You settle yourself down and say like, this is just like any other day. Sure. Uh, this the stakes circumstances the stakes are pretty big. The situations have changed, yeah. but I still need to just do the same thing. And just do your job. Me- mentally, that really that's definitely a life hack that I've I've experienced just in my own studio work. Is if I go in, if I just commit to every day, I'm going to go into the studio and work on something and just be creative. Yeah. You start building that. It's like a momentum that you start building that you can't even uh, quantify in the moment. But when you get into higher stakes situations, 
you could pull on all that past yeah. experience as opposed to let's say I only work in the studio when I feel like I have time yeah, right. once a month. How can you build any momentum off of definitely just spending or consistency? Yeah. The, so Especially the, if that's your passion. Right. You know, so yeah. the, the consistency really helps. Uh, another big thing I, I mentioned this to you, Dan, before we started talking mm-hmm. about this, uh, and I think it goes back way to the beginning of the episode where we were talking about like mentality and being negative or positive. Yeah. And I think when you start facing those pressure situations, it's easy to have your mind start to go to the places of like, well, what can, what, what can, can go, go wrong? wrong in this situation? Sure. Uh, equivalently, you can also think about, well, what am I not very good at? Yeah. What are my weaknesses? But I was trying my best <laughs> To focus on, all right, I know, I know these are my weaknesses and honestly, another, a few other weaknesses were exposed while I was working in the studio. Yeah. That on, those things only happen whenever you get into real life situations and you're like, oh, I definitely need to improve on this in the future. Oh, you learn. Right. You learn. Yeah. But instead of focusing on, these are the things I'm not very good at, instead try, trying to leverage what are the things that I'm very good at? Yeah. What am What am I really good at doing? Like I have a really good, uh, from all the years that I've learned piano or music theory, like I have a pretty good handle on like music theory or sure. like what chord structures are and what, um, what keys things are in. And those type of things really help me to voice chords together. Or if we get in a sticky situation of, all right, we have this, melody and then another harmony is the harmony really working can we come up with another harmony like yeah even if i don't have the idea in my head Mm -hmm. oh we're in this key i know that these are the notes in this key like i can jump that's a strength of mine you're crazy that's so good (laughs) i think that's that's uh, yeah that's incredible it's it's honestly talent like like dan well incredible talent yes there's definitely talent involved, but like, like we always say every episode and Dan says more than I do, like anybody is capable of doing this stuff. It just takes a little bit of time. Like sure. c- certain people are talented more than other people, but anybody, anybody is capable of working hard and accomplishing what I or Dan has, have accomplished. So yeah, totally. One of the things I was focused on this weekend and, and leading up to it, well, two main things I was focused on. The The first thing was... Focus on your strengths, really build build off of that. And if the weaknesses come up, that that's okay. But really right. focus on, on leveraging your strengths. And the second thing was provide more value or, or do your best to provide more value than the client is even paying for. Yeah. And I, I think that where that comes into play, that, that, that is such a different thing for me. Uh, that's very selfless, you know, to go into, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's selfless. I can't, I can't say that it's easy or hard. It's just different because when you're working just a, a job to make money, yeah, you're, you're going to put in the time for what they pay you for. Mm-hmm. That's what I did at my chemistry job. Sure. I, I worked 10 hours a day for four days a week, put in my 40 hours. That's it. Yeah. I did a good job, but I wasn't ever going to go above and beyond definitely because uh, you're getting paid to set them up 
getting paid a set amount, and honestly, kinda, I don't really can, care about yeah, it. Yeah, right. Much. You kind of like it. You know, there's right. kind of an, like it's not a passion of yours, but yeah. you're but you kind of like chemistry. You know, that you got a degree in it. So the difference with the music thing is that I'm wor- I'm working with artists on music that I really believe in, and I want to make sound great. So yeah, even though because we live in the real world world and I have to charge money for what I do to, to make a living. The reality is my attitude is I'm going to do whatever it takes. Sure. It doesn't matter. This artist paid a certain amount or this amount. It doesn't matter that I get so far into the hours to make it sound amazing that I'm making five, three dollars an hour at that sure. point. Yeah. Uh, I hope that it's not always like that. Right. But right. The reality is, is that the way, the way that I look at it is no matter what it takes, I want, I want the artist and myself to be so over the top about how this sounds and feels. Yeah. This is perfect. Like this is, this is, there's nothing else I can add to this. Yeah. It's per, yeah. It's kind of, it's the same type of feeling you get from, I'm going into the gym. Yeah. Maybe I don't feel like it, but. I'm going to give 100% effort anyways so that whenever I leave, I know that... Well, maybe the gym's not the best situation, but t- if you're I an athlete... Great, I had a great workout last yeah. Tuesday. But it, but if you're an athlete in a competitive sport, like you leave everything on the field. Sure. It's it's this, it's the same concept. And well, I think I've I've done it even even in stories that I write where, um, you know, occasionally I'll, I'll you know, have a mistake or something or, or maybe, you know, but... Um, there's times where like I'll every once in a while, it doesn't happen a lot, but every once in a while, you know, you read a story and you're like, this is it. Like this is, there's, I cannot add anything else more to it. Um, this is the the best I can do. Um, I, I hit, you know, less than 800 words. I covered it. I covered both sides fair and objectively. Um, I, I nailed the, you know, I nailed the, the crux of the story of mm-hmm. the game or what have you, um, or events or like this is, you know, and there's times, sometimes you write a little long. Sometimes you don't like this quote. Sometimes you don't like these transitions. Sometimes it's a little dry, you know, that, that definitely happens. But then there's other times where, you know, you put everything into it, just the same thing, like you said. Um, and this is, you know, this is the story. This is the quintessential story and, and there's nothing more I can add to it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's the same thing. It's, mm-hmm. you know, kind of, kind of the same. Right. Um, you know, with, I mean, it's just have a perfectionist attitude and in, in that sense, you yeah. know, and I mean, don't drive yourself crazy, but yeah. you know, realize that like, I, I think it's, I think it's good. I, I guess kind of, kind of veering a little bit off. Like you kind of talked about it. Like it's good to know your weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I try and make a conscious effort to know where my weakness are is, you know, where, where they are at all times. Um, and, and anything, you know, um, there are different times where, um, you know, even whether it's drumming and guitar, it's all weakness. That's a, that's a, that's a perpetual weakness. <laughs> it's all weakness. Yeah. That's, but that's no, funny. and even in drummings, I, I try and know areas I can get better at, you know, to, and, and then try and improve on those areas. I think, I think it's all about finding out your weaknesses and improving yeah. your weaknesses. That, you know, that's such an interesting thing. And I, once again, I'm thinking off the cuff here when I say this, yeah. but um, it's interesting so, how so often an area of weakness can become a strength in a unique way, like in, in the sense of, 
I've heard people talk about this in two different ways. So yeah. bear with me here. I've heard people talk about, I think from an athletic perspective, don't even bother, or maybe from a business perspective, don't even bother focusing on your weaknesses because they're just always going to be weaknesses. Instead, like just hammer on your strengths and build that. I think there's wisdom in that, but uh, I think there's also wisdom in at least taking some account of your weaknesses because just to be cognizant of them to be cognizant but there's also a unique perspective too because they're your weaknesses you almost have to come up with like an analytical method of like this is a weakness so therefore i have to figure out why i suck at this yeah and how i can get to a better level and because you go through that struggle you can also help other people too whereas sometimes if you're naturally gifted with the strength you don't even know how to tell other people or help them to get there sure. because it's just a strength. It comes like, easy I to you. I don't know even how I do this. Yeah, I just yeah. do it. So there is something to be said for putting effort into your weaknesses just because that can, I mean, in, in a certain way, I think my best, uh, I'm really happy that I went to Clarion for chemistry Yeah, because I thought my teachers were excellent. Yeah. Uh, Brian Cook was a Clarion grad too. Yeah. Going back. Now the interesting thing about episode. Clarion is they're not really known for their science department. So I feel like they don't necessarily get the cream of the crop, but yeah. in a way I think I was better for that because sure. if you go to, now I can be proven wrong on this. I'm talking off the cuff, but <laughs> if you go to someplace like Penn State or Pitt, yeah, yeah. thrown into an auditorium with maybe not even the professor, you're there with the student aide that's teaching the class because the professor's too busy working on their research project. Yeah. They might be the top of their field, but they're not necessarily concerned with helping people that are not at their level get to where they're going. Or maybe you get a smaller class at a place like Clarion. When or- I was at Clarion, I had a very small class and I felt like I felt like I was learning from people that love the subject but maybe weren't as naturally talented. Yeah. Because of that, they could help me they could help me get there because they've gone through the same struggle sure, and type of thing. But I think you, you were, you know, you're passionate about it and they're passionate about it and they see that. I, I know that's the thing. Um, every, you know, I, I've seen that with other journalism students where, um, you know, I work with a, a, you know, maybe an intern or, or somebody else who has a question or something like that. And, um, you just see when people have it, you know, at least, at least yeah. in my field, like you kind of see it and you're, and, and you see that and it, and I naturally, want to help them, you know, right. and I want to, and I want to pass that for me, I want to pass down everything that I have, um, and, and naturally want to help that because you almost see yourself in that because I, I'm just very passionate about journalism and, and covering things and, and making sure the story's correct. Um, and, and I see that in other people, um, you know, and I see that in other, you know, interns, maybe young workers, things like that, uh, students, that, that sort of thing. And, and you know, when someone has it, um, and it just makes you want to help them. And I think the same can be said for whenever you went to Clarion like that. And you, and I'm sure they can see the same thing. Yeah. I mean, we're kind of talking about the same type of thing. Sure. It could also be the reason why they went to those schools to teach. Definitely. Because they knew that like they could have that type of relationship it's it's such an interesting thing that you know at some of the more major division one or ivy league schools that like 
it revolves around like getting your research funding and projects. Yeah. Like, that's got to take away from like well, the I energy mean, put into teaching. My, you know, my experience, um, I went to West Virginia university for two years and I mm-hmm. transferred to IUP. Um, WVU was awesome. Like it was a great place for me. I, I met Matt Fordyce there uh, a lot. I met a lot of great people there, but, uh, I mentioned Matt Fordyce cause we had him on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, you know, my old roommate and, and another great friend and, and, you know, he lives in South Carolina. So a, a lot of really great friends from WVU and it was a great place. And, um, you know, I ended up getting it. You had to take a test to get into the school of journalism. I, I did that, you know, so I, you kind of checked all the boxes, but, um, you know, there was a daily newspaper and it was a little bit further away. You needed you know, car transport and, and, um, you know, it just kind of, um, it just kind of didn't work out for me there. First, the out-of-state tuition was tough. Um, I probably would have finished there had it not been for the out-of-state tuition, but I'm just kind of speaking, uh, just in a looking back sense. Um, you know, I, I loved it down in Morgantown and it was awesome, but I felt like, um, IUP really allowed me to, you know, to do everything I, I did in my career. I mean, I, I don't know if um, I ever would write for the Associated Press or USA Hockey or cover the Stanley Cup or cover the Super Bowl or, or cover President Bush or cover the U.S. Open um, without IEP. Yeah. Um, and, and the reason being is I was able to do everything. I was able to... R- I was able to work part-time at a daily newspaper. I was able to work for the school newspaper. I was able to work on the radio. I was able to uh, do color commentary for the football team and the basketball team. I was able to work on the TV station, like all these different things to get your hands wet. Um, And I was able to discover what I really liked. Um, Those opportunities were certainly there at WVU, but I just, for whatever reason, it just didn't, um, it, you know, it, I, for whatever reason, I just really jumped on it and took advantage of it. And, um, it really opened a lot of great doors. Uh, plus, I met my wife there, so it's not bad. <laughs> no, not yeah, bad at okay. all. Yeah. So, if you're listening, uh, she's actually, yeah, she's. Uh, but yes, that's no, no. They were they were both great places. Um, you know, I still wear uh, I still wear a WVU watch. I have my w, I have my IEP class ring, so um, I try and represent both of them, and because uh, they were both really really great places for me. Uh, but that just kind of going back to what you said, though. Yeah, that's. Very good points for sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, it just, you know, again, just kind of, kind of immerse yourself in everything. Yeah. Um, what, a, you know, immerse yourself in everything and, and don't stop learning, um, about your passion. Find out what your passion is. Yeah. Um, I'd recommend using that passion to give back. You know mm-hmm. I mean? That, that would be my recommendation. Um, you know, I have a passion to play drums. I love playing drums. Maybe I'll have a passion to play guitar later. Right <laughs> now, I don't. Uh, yeah. But no, I have a passion to play drums. Um, you know, we play on our worship team at church, and I was in a you know a handful of bands, just garage bands and and whatnot. Yeah. But um, you know, I just really enjoy playing, and yeah. um, you know, I try to use that to give back. And I, I think I would recommend you know take your talents and, and take your gifts and take the things you have you know in journalism and broadcast for, for me and and. Um, you know, and, and, um, and drumming too, you know, the yeah. musical ability and, and just use whatever your talents are, um, substitute mine and fill yours in there and, and give back. Yeah. That's, that's what I'd recommend. I'd say for my recommendation, whatever, whatever you have faith to believe in, set your sights on that and, and, and start heading in that direction. Pretty good recommendation. And, you know, for me that, 
that type of a thing is it goes back to high school and I was sure. thinking I I'm not a good bass player until I can play on the level of like Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. That was my goal. Sure. Have I achieved that? Probably not. But that's but a, you were expecting that's a good. You were expecting perfection, right? You that, know what I'm saying? That's like that's a good yeah. goal to shoot for. Sure. And same same thing in the studio. Like when I go in there, I don't think, oh, this is pretty good for a home studio. I think I want this to sound as good as anything that people can hear. It uh, from the Billboard Top 100 can't tell a difference between yeah. my songs in there and will I fail? Of course, yeah. I'm gonna fail here, we all do. here and there. But if I keep shooting for that, eventually I'm gonna hit it more and more consistently. Well, I mean, look at your, you know, a, a mentor to you, Billy Decker, too, who took you yeah. in. And you got to, you know, see his studio and and tour him, and and you know, great friend to you. Um, you can, you you know, the best recording artist in the world. I mean, you could use him as an yeah. example and say, Hey, um, I, this isn't good unless it sounds like Billy Decker or whatever, you know, yeah. I mean, it's, but it's the same thing. I think your example is fine too, but yeah, I mean, just use that. And, and I, yeah, I mean, expect perfection from yourself. I mean, if you don't expect perfection for yourself, how are you going to succeed? Yeah. You yeah. know, and, and, um, yeah. And it's not always going to be perfect. Sometimes I'm going to write stories that aren't any good. It happens. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes, sometimes you just don't have it on yeah. a given night. Um, there, there's a, re- there is a reasonable, um, I think the caveat to that is, and, and there, there is a reasonable expectation to level on yourself in any particular area. Like, uh, Dan and I are really into fitness, Yeah, but for me, my goal is not, I know I'm never going to be an Olympian. Sure. Yeah. That's an, unrealistic goal for me and a goal that I'm not willing to put time into. My, my goal is to look good and be in, in be in good shape. Sure. I don't have as check, check, right. I, no. don't, ha- <laughs> I don't have as much like, uh, specific goals in those areas, but I, I did want to say that because I didn't always have those goals for music in my life to be like the best of the best. It's, grown into that though yeah i've always wanted to shoot for something beyond what i was well, you have more of a passion for music than fitness exactly i, I mean mo- you, you I enjoy fitness passion. yes but i have more of a passion there but it's also it's also definitely grown grown in steps sure and i continued to push myself in in those areas and, and that's the same thing like i i believe um within reason but I believe that I can do anything. I just really believe that that there's anything. You know, am I going to enjoy it all? Is it all going to come easy to me? No. It is. Could I yeah. learn how to play guitar? Yeah, sure. I believe I can do it. Yeah. Um, I might struggle a lot through it. You know, I'm not naturally gifted at it. But yeah, like, can I do it? Yeah, I can. But it it's up to me to put that effort into into it. Right. The same thing. Like, I am not very handy personally. Um, but I believe I could remodel my kitchen. It might yeah. take a long time and I'm, I'm going to rely on a lot of, you know, I, I don't know YouTube videos or whatever. Maybe, yeah. maybe, you know, maybe the collective audience is cursing me out. Like, I can't believe you'd rely on YouTube, but like, you know, essentially I'm going to lean on a lot of things. You know, I, the bottom line is the bottom line is like, I believe I can do it. Um, is it going to come easy to me? Is it, you know, remodel my kitchen or change my oil or, or whatever, you know, uh, like I, I believe I can do it, but I'm not gifted at things like that. Right. I, I guess the same thing. Like I just, 
believe I can do anything. I mean, can I be the starting quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers? I can't. Like, let's be right. you know. But, um, you know, am I going to go to the NFL? I'm not. You know, I cover right. the NFL. But, you know, within reason, uh, you know, things that you can't, you know, like, I might, it might be an insane struggle to get there, but I just, I don't know. I just believe I can do anything. And, and you know, like, I, I, like I'm not, believe me, I'm not handy and I, I'm not, you know, handy with a, I, I hold a hammer upside down and, uh, you know, I, I, you know, same thing with like, if I open, if I open the hood of my car, I wouldn't know what's under there. Um, you know, but at the same time, like I'm not going to cut my legs off and say, Oh, I can't do that. Right. You know, cause I, I, I don't know. I just believe that it's just, it's just the effort you want to put into it. Yeah. That's a great way to end yeah. this sucker. I think. Cool. Yeah. Hey, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> That works. Thanks, guys, for listening. Uh, <laughs> we're done putting effort into it. <laughs> we're done <laughs> yeah, we're, putting effort into it for we're tonight. We're done for tonight. <laughs> That's uh, right. Kinda, we kind of ranted a little bit, but I think there was some good stuff in there. And uh, Apologies if we... But we did, we yeah. did rant a little bit. And, yeah. I, and I hope that like anything you guys can take from this that's encouraging to you. That's really the whole goal of this. So. Yeah. I mean, we're ranting, but we I, I just believe in what you're doing, the listener. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and, and it's not that, but like... I believe in what you're doing and I believe that you can do anything, whoever it is that's listening. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and I, I feel the same, you know, kind of about myself too. Like I, I don't want to be arrogant cause I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not in the sense that like I can't do some of the different things, but like, I just, you know, I don't know. I, and I've told, I, I don't know, I hope that comes across well, but we just want you to be able to do anything. You yeah. know, if you, if you know, you should be able to, you should want to do i guess want to do anything or you should feel that you can do anything because you can you know yeah. it's just the, the amount of effort that you want to put into it yeah absolutely cool well th- thanks guys once again for listening thank you thank you uh you have a great week and we'll catch you next week for another episode so until then we hope you live your dreams out loud take care see you next week